Hello everyone, welcome to the Echo of 21K, a podcast created by the students of India's first online-only school, 21K. This is your host Kundanika Singh with Ria Mary Korean on the third episode of our podcast. We are immensely pleased to have Miss Aruna Shetty today with us, who is the principal of 21K School. Let us introduce our esteemed guest, Miss Arna Shetty, to the listeners. Miss Arna Shetty is our beloved principal. She's a remarkable professional who is a graduate of SIES College. From acquiring a fashion designing diploma to becoming the academic head at 21K School, Miss Arna Shetty has been through it all. She has an astonishing 17 years of experience as an educator on the international boards in Mumbai. She passionately believes that every child can exceed and that the cooperation between home and school builds trust and self-esteem in students. Ma'am, we are overjoyed to have you with us today. Thank Good you afternoon. So Good afternoon, Aruna ma'am, and welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? First of all, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I am very honored and proud to be with you girls. And I hope that we have a fun time ahead. So I'm doing great. Uh, I have to be great, right? I'm on this podcast with you girls. So yeah. I am so happy to know that, ma'am. We are all very eager to know more about you, ma'am. And I'm sure so are our listeners. So let us begin. Um, so how did you discover 21K School? What was your first impression of the school? Wow. Uh, so uh, when I left my uh, last job, uh, which was in a physical school, I was looking, of course, for something to replace my last job. And then I, uh, through some uh, contact of mine, I got to know about 21K School. I met uh, Mr. Yashwan Raj Parasman, who is the director of our school. And we had a lovely interaction wherein I got to hear of his vision for the school. And it so resonated with the way I think a school should be for students. And since our mindsets actually matched very much in the first meeting itself, it was just an organic transition. So I wasn't really looking for an online school, so to speak, but more uh, about looking for opportunities to work with like-minded people. And uh, I'm very fortunate that I happen to meet people who are such visionaries and share, we share the same thoughts when it comes to education. That's amazing to know, ma'am. Very frankly, we're just glad that you discovered the school because we love having you as our principal. Ma'am, how was your experience meeting the founders and how is your experience working with them now? So like I said earlier, Kundanika, uh, it was perhaps uh, a destined uh, meet where I happened to meet Mr. Yashwan. Thereafter, I met Mr. Santosh, uh, Mr. Joshi, and Mr. Dinesh. And uh, it was it was absolutely wonderful for me to know that in this day and age, there are young people like our founders who are having such a beautiful thought for the future generation. 
their vision is so clear and they're hoping to make a difference through you know their modest kind of attempt in ensuring that the children around the world get quality education i totally congratulate and stand with them in achieving their vision and hoping that we all contribute towards ensuring that the students around the world receive the quality education with the limitations that a we are facing today and also uh, ensuring that students who may have limitations to access a physical school will benefit just as much with the virtual school that we have to offer i am glad to know uh, that sorry sorry uh, uh, abey pause for a minute ma'am i am glad to know that did you know the founders before you worked with them ma'am no i did not oh that's an amazing opportunity that you got to know them so well ma'am yeah it is and i'm very thankful that in my lifetime uh, so i am older than all the four founders and uh, you know but trust me their experience is far greater than mine so it is very overwhelming and uh, very humbling for me when i get to work with people who are in a position to teach me just by virtue of their experience which has been so wonderful i'm delighted Ma'am, even we met the founders in our previous episodes, and they were one of the most kindest and understanding people we have met. I agree with you. I agree with you. Ma'am, how was your transition from getting a diploma in fashion designing to becoming a principal, and what struck within for that change to happen? Well, um, if you're expect uh, expecting some very fancy schmancy story, <laughs> Ria, none of that. It is just that I like uh, designing clothes, and uh, it just started as a fun thing for me to do, where I design clothes for my friends, and then I would put up exhibitions, which was a fun activity for me to do. Uh, thereafter, uh, my son was born, and after my son was born, uh, because my fashion designing career required me to travel extensively. Uh, I took a back seat there and thought that I need to be there for my son. And uh, with that, while he was growing, I ended up doing my PG diploma in early childhood care and education. So after pursuing that, I went on to, uh, as my son stepped into schooling, I thought, you know, um, why not be with him and see if I can also contribute towards education. Uh, before that, it was, you know, more fun for me where I. I, uh, sat with all the children of my um, you know area and uh, taught them it was just a fun thing for me to do but then when i saw the results they all started faring very well i thought i had it in me to be an educator and then with my son going to school i thought why not venture into that field and i happened to join uh, this um, international baccalaureate school which was very close to my residence uh, i joined the school and uh, the experience over there was absolutely fantastic for a new educator to step into something which is so beautiful a program uh, i just thrived you know as a teacher when i joined uh, the school and during the entire journey i realized that i absolutely love doing what i do it uh, what i did and uh, there 
then after the transition was just very organic where from a teacher I became a coordinator and from a coordinator I went on to becoming an associate principal and today here I am as your principal so as you see the transit it was just meant to be and I'm so happy that I am here. Ma'am that's a very sweet yet interesting <laughs> timeline of stories thank you so much for sharing that with us. Ma'am, I really want to know what are the simplest and most challenging aspects of becoming a principal? The simplest, the simplest thing is that I get to be with children all the time. You know, if I need to be with you girls or uh, boys, I'm sorry, <laughs> I just have to enter a class and my day is made. I think that is the simplest thing where reaching out to you children is not a difficult thing for me. Uh, the most challenging thing is, of course, today, I would say that uh, because since we are on the online platform, there are certain limitations that we have to work with, right? And the limitations could be in the form of technology. It could be in the form of, uh, you know, issues when it comes to facilitators, you know, being there, not being available, the substitutions, the availability. Uh, so these are some of the smaller challenges. Of course, we have a very robust technical team today um, in 21K and none of the challenges uh, seem daunting enough for us. We are able to tackle everything. So yes, so I would really not say that things are very challenging now, but we, I definitely know that we are equipped to meet the challenges as and when we face them. That is such a great answer, ma'am. And um, being a principal is not the easiest thing. And we hope we can make it easier for you as students. Says who? Says who? Being a principal is like, you know, the easiest thing I could ask for in my life. Trust me, if you work with people uh, who understand your, your vision, who work with you uh, in achieving, towards achieving your vision, I wouldn't say any role is difficult, okay? Difficult is only as difficult as it seems. So if I consider climbing a mountain a difficult task, then I don't think I'll ever climb it, will I? But then we do have a lot of people who have scaled mountains and have done a successful job. So it is not an undoable thing. It is just about your uh, desire to achieve and it is just how hard you want to work towards it. That's all. That is a beautiful perspective, ma'am. Thank you. Ma'am, what is your ideal relationship you want between yourself and your students? Ideal relationship? Oh, I'm already having one. Uh, so the thing is that, uh, am I sounding like, you know, things are like really perfect or something over here? No, but then that's not true at all. So let me not, uh, you know, sound like, oh my God, everything is perfect at 21K and all of that. No, no. Uh, well, ideal relationship is um, where the children feel they are in an environment to speak their minds fearlessly. An ideal situation for me is where a child thrives without any stress or fear of having to perform. Um, I wish that all children, uh, you know, get an environment where they are able to grow to the best of their abilities without really surrounded or pressurized into 
uh, you know, performing their best. I think every child does perform their best if they are given the liberty and the flexibility and the space to grow the best way that they can grow. So that is what I would really like for my students at least. Definitely, ma'am, I agree. And that's what Human Kiss School is doing, helping us think out of the box and giving us no boundaries, letting us explore all options. Ma'am, how is your previous experience being a part of the education industry in brick and mortar schools different from being a principal of 21K? So uh, uh, at the cost of sounding rather untraditional as a principal, I would like to tell you that when I was working in any capacity, not only as a principal, uh, as a coordinator, as a facilitator, or even as an associate principal, I always believed that it is very important to be with the students to understand students. So you would always find me as a teacher with the students and the age really did not matter. So even when I was taking a class, I would have the 10th graders walking in my class, sitting in my class with my grade two students and you know contributing towards my class that, oh, hey, y'all are doing this. Okay, you know what, you know this, do you know this? So I would have a, a kind of environment where students did not feel, uh, you know, scared that, oh, you know, we have Aruna ma'am around. They were very, very open when it came to interacting with me. I had an open door policy in my school where um, anybody could walk into my office and uh, without really seeking an appointment, uh, you know, so to speak, and uh, share their thoughts fearlessly whether it was the parents, it was the students, it was the facilitators, it was even the admin department, if they felt things were not going with them, uh, everybody was free to walk into my office, even the ancillary staff. We always had, uh, when we had uh, in the physical school, the ancillary staff, we always had a session called what went well and even better if. So uh, in this session, after every event in the school, we included the entire stakeholders, that is the community of, of uh, the school that I was working in. And we asked for their opinion of what according to them went well and how would they like the event, next event to be better from their perspective. So each one had a say in every matter in the school and that is how I believe that a community should thrive. Ma'am, I really, really liked the open door policy and it's a huge deal to be the principal, ma'am, and you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you. Ma'am, you've been in the education industry for 17 years now as a teacher, a coordinator, and even a principal. So throughout those 17 years, what has fundamentally changed in the education industry? Well, what has changed is that now more and more educators are realizing the importance of a skill-based program over a content-heavy program. 
right? So if you see the uh, national education policy uh, is also, they have made so many changes toward ensuring that the students actually learn according to their abilities and interests rather than uh, learning what we want them to learn, right? So we are more open towards accepting students' interests and talents and their career choices and making it available to them as against uh, you had only professional courses like you know medicine or engineering these were your quintessential choices that parents you know would make for their children as against that uh, parents have become more open to facilitating their children's interests and ensuring that they you know if they want to pursue art it is fine if they want to pursue design and technology it is fine if they want to pursue music drama it is fine and there is a lot of encouragement uh, going on over there so i think that has changed mindsets have changed there is a lot of growth mindset today uh, that we see as against the fixed mindset that was happening earlier and this is only conducive to um, students thriving and growing better in various fields yeah definitely ma'am i can really see how we have all grown a little more open minded in this generation ma'am we would all really love to know if you were able to go back in time 10 years years what would you tell yourself about leadership that you didn't know then you know what kundalika uh, kundanika i have always been the kind of person who believe like i said uh, in an open relationship with my students and uh, i have always kind of challenged the system even then as a facilitator also so but so that you know i would at times be called and told that you know don't be so liberal with the students you know you have to be uh, you know a little strict with them and you allow them to do what they want and but then at the end of the day you know when we saw the results in the children they were always so much more better than when they started in terms of not the content that they learn not their knowledge but in their self esteem in their confidence in the way they we looked at the world they they saw it just as an open platform you know where they could do what they want fearlessly and that is very important in this day and age because we are all scared somewhere or the other right and we need to have that platform where i am not being judged for who i am i am accepted for who i am i believe in myself that i can perform and that i think as an educator we all have to make sure that we we get the children to believe in themselves and that is what i think is the best thing that we can do so i i would say that i have always been like that and not because i knew more than others but that is who i am however what has changed now and i am so happy about it that there are more and more people believing in this right i just happen to be like that but today you have everybody who's believing that we need to have the social emotional connect with children we need to bond with children and it is not i mean you know like i i recently saw some say i don't know whether i should be commenting on it but which said the a teacher said that i am here to see that you all achieve 
Yeah, but then I am not here to see that you achieve. I am here to ensure that you believe in yourself to achieve whatever you want. So when I, I instill in you that belief that, yes, I can conquer the world, you will achieve it. So that is more important for me. And that is what I want everyone around me in 21K to believe and to work towards. That is a beautiful concept, ma'am. And I love that you have it. Now moving on to the next question. Next question. During online classes, what are the best classroom management strategies you use to manage your students? So the thing is, unfortunately, I did not get the opportunity of managing classes online. Uh, but then, yes, I happened to take some uh, uh, last year when the, I was substituting for some teachers and all of that. So I always uh, saw that, you know, uh, you show the children something very interesting and then you uh, appeal to their sensibilities to be able to converse with uh, the facilitator and to contribute right and when i saw that students were very engaged in in thinking in 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 actually wanting to express themselves i saw that they were making an effort and some of them would express in a language that they were comfortable in more so because they wanted to express yeah so giving equal opportunities to children ensuring that each one is engaged in the activities that we do instead of just going and so uh, you know doing something which you don't know as a facilitator whether half the class has done it or not. So whenever I did that, I saw that participation was at, was at its best. I saw that children actually enjoyed being a part of something where they felt that my voice is heard. And uh, it just made my class so much more fun. That's a really smart strategy, ma'am. I can really imagine how you use the strategy and everyone was more engaging and participating in the classes. So, ma'am, what skills do you think are the most crucial for succeeding as a principal? Skills to succeed as a principal. All right. Well, I think one really needs to understand the team, okay? Uh, to be able to connect with every person at an individual uh, level. To be able to identify the strengths and weaknesses of the team members and to use it productively and to work on areas that will enhance the overall quality of your team, right? So to be able to do that, one really needs to um, understand the person that you are because you will showcase your skills to me only if you're comfortable with me. Right. Otherwise, one usually only showcases the best principle is here. So I have to just show my best face. Isn't it? Isn't that what you do? Oh, ma'am, is your ma'am, is your okay? Keep quiet. And, you know, we have to be on our best behavior. The challenge here is that how do I still know that Rhea is a naughty girl and Kundanika is a very, uh, you know, a, 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 a very committed child? How will I get to know that? So it is only when I interact more with you, do I get to know you better, that I am able to analyze and evaluate your strengths and weaknesses as children. And I would do that 
I would do the same for my team members. So I would definitely use the strengths of my team members and work on areas that I feel uh, that they need to work. So one is a leader definitely needs to be able to identify that in their team and also to plan how I can enhance the existing you know, areas of concern. I think another thing would be to be able to empathize with everyone, to be able to uh, be a problem solver in terms of finding amicable solutions towards situations and issues without really stirring everything around them. Uh, it is also good for a, a leader to be cooperative, okay? But at the same time, uh, a leader has to be humble, humble enough for people to know that, yes, he or she is a person I can approach without thinking twice. So approachability, humility, these are some of uh, the qualities that I would see, would want to see in any of the leaders um, in uh, 21K school. And these, I think, are not only important for a leader, but for every human being. Because being a leader is influencing the people around you, right? So as a leader today, I, I am an influencer. Today, the, my, uh, the, the crew of 21K is looking up to us. The children of 21K are looking up to us. So as leaders, they want to see qualities that they would want to have in themselves. You would want to imbibe those qualities from me because you like what you see. So it is very important that these simple qualities should be seen rather than spoken about for you to be to for you to want to emulate. Right? So this is what I see in leaders. I completely agree with your opinion, ma'am. And thank you so much for that wonderful answer. I feel like I learned a lot. Ma'am, each day as, as a generation, we are growing in terms of technology. So how is technology making things simpler for students, in your opinion? You know, today, if you give a, a mobile phone or a tap to a three-year-old, even he knows what to do with it. Yeah. So the thing is that I don't know how they learn because I, I suppose, you know, they are tuned to it already from that young age. You guys need to tell me how technology has helped you. In fact, you know, uh, I'll tell you something. I'll share something, which I, I think Abhay uh, and Solomon would already, you know, have seen that. So, you know, for the teacher's day, what you guys did, I would have never been able to plan it in my life even in my dreams. So, you know, I mean, you made the whole experience, you elevated it so much, just because y'all were so kind of tuned to uh, whatever nuances are there in technology. And I absolutely am so proud of you all uh, in the sense, you know, your ability to understanding technology, it, it is just, so so kind of advanced and sophisticated i mean it is going to take us quite some time to even uh, come to your level but i know that what you all are able to do with technology because you all are guided so uh, to use it effectively if you all wouldn't have been given the opportunity i don't think we would have even known what you are capable of so it was just absolutely so advanced and sophisticated whatever you all did for teachers day your idea of coming up with this podcast Okay, 
I would not have probably come up with it. And I'm so thankful to you children that you all actually came to me with this suggestion that you wanted to conduct a podcast, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, I think you guys are just so advanced and, uh, and um, it is just helping you in terms of making life simpler for you all, making life more interesting because you all know how to use it well. As against us, today also we struggle to kind of do things on with our mobile phones, never mind anything else. So I think uh, it has just helped you. You tell me, has it or has it not? Ma'am, it definitely has. As a student of online school, I can see how much technology has positively impacted my life. Yes, and the thing is that, uh, you know, thanks to uh, this advancement, I think we are also somewhere feeling proud of ourselves that, you know, at this age, we are also, uh, you know, happy that we could learn so much. So because it was a challenge for us, we actually went out of our way to learn, right? And we learn from you children every day. I mean, I have Miss Shivani who comes to me and says, you know, okay, the children want to do this. And, uh, you know, uh, though we seem like, oh, you know, yeah, what's the big deal? We know about it, but honestly, we don't know. And we are learning so much from you guys. And it is absolutely wonderful that you teach us a thing or two, yeah? So we are actually teachers of each other, right? Isn't yes. that wonderful? Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, ma'am. I don't know. Moving Did on. I answer your question, Maria? Yes, ma'am. Definitely, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Moving on, ma'am. What is one event from your years of teaching that you remember vividly? Something that touched your heart or something funny? So I'll tell you what happened. So this is a very interesting story in my life. Of course, I, I'm sure most of you would not have been born then. So in 1996, there was a deluge in Mumbai. Okay. And at that time, uh, I, was a, I was a grade two teacher, a grade two homeroom teacher. Right. So uh, we, I had taken my students on a field trip uh, to town, which was... Uh, you know, quite a distance, maybe 20 kilometers, 20, 25 odd kilometers away from where our school was. And I had taken them to see the gateway of India, the lighthouse and all of that that there is. And it was a planned field trip where all, most of the grades had gone in the primary section. And it started to pour. Now it started to pour so much. And that was one of the most eventful days, you know, in the history of Mumbai, where uh, we had a deluge, which was so bad that many lost their lives there on that day. And I don't know, some intuition or for some reason, I decided that we had to return immediately uh, back to school, right? So we turned around, got all our students back to school and we must have reached school at around three o'clock or so. And it started pouring cats and dogs. Now water started filling because there was also a high tide uh, in the sea and the water started gushing into the city. And because of that, there was water everywhere. And what had happened that day was that we sent the children, you know, with the whoever could help, who had vehicles and who could drop children nearby. So all the children went, but there was this one child from my class who refused to go with the uh, director of the school. He said, no, you will drop me. And it so happened that my house was on the opposite direction 
to where he stayed. He lived quite close to the school, but then uh, we were actually living in opposite directions. But since he started crying and he was insistent that, no, I had to go, ma'am had to take me home, I, I actually gave him and I said, all right, child, I'll take you. And I took him, uh, I dropped him, and uh, it took me three hours to reach from my school to his place, which was actually a 10-minute distance because there was so much water on the streets. We could not. So it took us three hours. Anyway, uh, luckily, I had some food in the car. I fed him. He was fast asleep in the car. He was just all but a seven-year-old, right? Then his mother walked till uh, some distance because the cars could not go beyond that. So she walked, she came, she picked him, the child went home uh, safe and sound. After that, it was, you know, I had to turn back and go home, right? And this was say around six o'clock, I must have reached there. Uh, but the drive from there till my house, which was again another 15 minutes, uh, took me five hours. So it was so bad, right? But the most beautiful thing is that today that child is 23 years old and he is still in touch with me and his father at that time who was working in Delhi came down from Delhi only to thank me for what I did for their child who to this date remembers that it was my homeroom teacher who actually uh, took care of me at that time and uh, you know took me to my house to ensure that I was safe and sound. It is not that I did a big deal, okay? But this memory that my, my student remembers it is what makes that effort so worthwhile. So I would do it all over again if it was another child and it was another day where they would meet me. Yeah, so this is one of the most memorable experiences because today also Varun Vashi is very much in touch with me. Yeah, ma'am, that is such a touching story and so interesting too. It kept me hooked. And <laughs> thank you so much for sharing it with us. That was like such a nice thing that you did. Yeah, uh, can I share one more story with you? Uh, uh, so the thing is that uh, just a few days ago on Instagram, I have uh, one of the students from my previous school who um, was training to be a national level gymnast. Okay, he's fantastic. And I was in love with his cartwheels. So, and he was also uh, an athletics champion in the school. And, uh, you know, I would always scream the loudest when he would run on the tracks because it was, you know, like, I mean, just such a beautiful thing to just watch him run. He was so beautiful. And uh, he happened to tell me that uh, he broke his leg uh, uh, last year while playing basketball and he was on crutches for a year. But then uh, he also shared a very beautiful story with me where he said that, ma'am, do you remember whenever, and he was in grade 10. So he said that, ma'am, do you know every time I did a cartwheel, I still remember that you were the one who cheered loudest for me in school and that motivated me to do better. But you also told me one more thing, which is my mantra today, that the students in the school treat you as a hero. Everybody looked at, up to him because he was a champion in, uh, you know, on the field and such a wonderful gymnast. So all the children wanted to be like him when they grew up in school. So I had just given him this one piece of advice that when you are a hero to somebody, 
it is nice it's a nice feeling you know when you have so much of you receive so much of adulation and love from people around you but with that comes a responsibility of uh, being somebody who you know his actions speak louder than his words where people want to emulate you for who you are rather than what you do so you be a hero in the true sense and be a good role model for these children that when they grow up they also want to be the human being that you are so he said that ma'am those words of yours i carry it with me today where i am so mindful of my actions that i ensure that i don't do anything that would influence the young minds in any other way and i think that is just such a beautiful thing for a child to say because he is also a young boy and to be mindful that his actions would impact you know the other children around me around him and he is behaving and carrying and conducting himself in such a way i think it's just such a beautiful thing right yeah so this was another thing that really touched my heart uh, it's just a few days ago this happened yeah that is such a sweet story ma'am again it is so touching and so inspiring too because he remembered what you said to him all those years ago and yeah. still follows it so that is yes. so inspiring yes yes ma'am what is your driving force in 21k school my driving force is for you all my students trust me wherever i am anywhere any time uh, uh trust me children if i am in this profession my children will only be my driving force nothing else i am never ambitious for myself i am always ambitious for my children i want that they have to go out into the world and you girls remember this in fact all of you i mean you are all from the student council and i want you to take this with you always in your life that i don't want you to be known as students of 21k today i don't want you to be known as you know heroes of 21k school today i want you to be heroes in your life when you grow up and people to ask you which school are you from and that's when you say i am a product of 21k school so remember that today as as students of student council you carry with you great responsibilities and we are not a school where we not only make the 16 years of your life or whatever few years you have Uh, will be spending with us beautiful we promise you that that we'll make it beautiful but you have to promise me that you will make a difference in the world as good human beings be successful but never forget that there are a few qualities that make you who you are and those few qualities are always to be humble to be kind and to give love and that is what i always talk as a principle right i don't talk about academics i don't talk about success i don't talk about competition this is what i always talk about even with my team of uh, coordinators and facilitators that love is the only emotion that is free you never have to work for it and you are filled with it so whatever you do do it with a lot of love and that is what you share because that is the only thing that comes around as much as you give right everything yes. else is calculated so just go out there do your best but give it with a lot of love yeah that's very sweet of you to say ma'am on behalf of everybody i promise you we will reach a standard thank you thank you dear thank you so much 
ma'am so many students are watching this podcast right now so what is the most important piece of advice that you would give to them what i just gave you why is the student council any more special than the rest of my 21k students i want this i want every student of 21k to promise me that they will be known in the world for who they are and for what they learn from 21k so yes give love and spread it unconditionally around you and give the best that you can within your capacity you don't have to aspire to walk on the moon right there are many people who know they can do it and they will do it you do what you can and give it your best always right but do not forget to be humble and to do it with a lot of love that's all it takes to make the world a beautiful place everything else is secondary yes that is incredible advice ma'am and i am sure all our listeners would love to start implementing it because i know that i will thank you so much ma'am last but not the least what is your vision for 21k school my vision is that my students my facilitators my entire crew members including with my founders we are all in a an environment that is happy in the truest sense and not just because it's a tagline of our school or the vision of our school but to create happy environment it is very important that i can't say that uh, you know come to my school i'll give you a happy environment that's not something i can buy from the market right so what creates a happy environment a happy environment is created by the people in it by the mindsets we have by by the belief we have and i want all of us to have that belief that yes each one is contributing towards making this environment a happy place right so what is it that makes it happy is it the curriculum is it what we are offering you or is it the fact that you have facilitators who truly believe in what they do and you can feel it and what is it that you do in return you are sharing what, what how you feel about whatever they are giving to you by doing a good job of your work by remaining focused in what you do and by genuinely striving hard towards achieving to the best of your abilities right because at the at the end of the day we are all here to ensure that you all grow up into good human beings and to do that we are ready to do whatever it takes and we are all here doing it from the bottom of our hearts for you i completely agree with you ma'am i just hope as students we uphold the ideals of your vision for 21k school thank you so much thank you aruna ma'am for sharing your experiences and insights from the point of view of our principal we have a rapid fire round for you so please brace yourself ma'am and answer in a few words <laughs> i didn't see that coming i wasn't prepared for that oh i was not prepared for the uh, podcast either okay ma'am it will be really fun i know come on ma'am what's the most important thing you've learned in your life the most important i think is that you have to love unconditionally if you want to be loved ma'am is there any talents you possess 
Well, I think I kind of sing okay, okay, and dance okay, okay. But bottom line is I enjoy doing both. Yeah. Ma'am, who inspires you? Who inspires me? Anybody who is, you know, capable of giving me love is inspires me. Yashwant inspires me. He's such an, a wonderful person. My mentor, Nitya Sundaram, inspires me because she has always been so unconditionally in giving us whatever she is equipped with. My dear friend, uh, Mr. Nitin, inspires me because he's always so charged towards ensuring that we have to do the best that we can with what we have. So everyone around me, my, the existing team of coordinators that are I have they inspire me because they are so unconditional in the way they help and they support me it is just so beautiful so you all inspire me because y'all the, the the way even in a virtual platform the kind of skills that y'all show y'all inspire me to want to work hard towards being a better person so i think everybody just around me inspires me so much that there is so much for more for me to achieve in life so yeah Inspiration is every day and ongoing. That's a very sweet answer, ma'am. Ma'am, what's your favorite quote? Quote? Uh, what would be my favorite quote? Uh, I really can't. It's a rapid fire. <laughs> All's well that ends well. Yeah. Well, now Kudunika shall take over. Right. What is your favorite place, ma'am? Go. Can you describe yourself in a sentence? In a sentence, yes. I am a very passionate, loving uh, person who uh, believes and chooses to see the best in everything around her. I really agree with that sentence, ma'am. Ma'am, what is the favorite part of your job? My favorite, the favorite part of my job is just that I get to be around children. That is very sweet, ma'am. Yeah. Moving on. I'm not saying that because you all are children, okay? I genuinely yes, love being around children. It's just like the happiest thing for me to do. Yeah. Moving on, ma'am. Uh, which has been more valuable in your career? Your education or your experience? My experience, definitely. Uh, favorite book, ma'am? My favorite book... Uh, so to speak, would, uh, I mean, there are quite a few, but I think The Alchemist by far would be one of my favorite books. Yes, that is such a great book. Yeah. Now, now that we're at the end of the episode, Arana, ma'am, we'd like to express our gratitude for joining us on our podcast. Ma'am, we really appreciate your time and it was an amazing opportunity to get to know you better. And I'm sure our viewers did too. We loved meeting you and are deeply touched by our ideas. Stay tuned for the next episode. Oh, wow. Thank you. That was quick. Not expected it to end so fast. I truly enjoyed interacting with you girls and I wish that we would have more opportunities to interact. I think I should just tell Shivani that, you know, we should have more such informal sessions and not really where we are recorded and have to be like proper all the time. But hey, I enjoyed this session with you girls and you boys who are not visible here. Thank you so much for just being there. And Raj, thank you so much for having me here. It was truly a fun experience for me. So thank you so much for having me here.
<clears throat> Thank you, ma'am. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. We would love to hear from you, so give us your feedback, suggestions, and write to us at the echo of twenty one k at the rate twenty one k school dot com. You can also follow us on our social media platforms. Find us with the name twenty one k school for all the details about the latest events at our school. The link is given in the description. We look forward to connecting with you all again. Stay safe. Stay tuned to the Echo of Twenty One K. Thank you all, and see you. See next you next time. time.